Hey, the Learning Geeks are all over the galaxy. I'm in Chicago, Dan is in Colorado, and Bob is far off in a galaxy far, far away and a wonderful planet, but two special Learning Geeks episode coming up now. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty Reading good. from Blackfire Outpost. Sounds pretty awesome where you're at. I wish I was there, not not here in Chicago. I wish you were here too. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am sitting on a uh, a storage container in Docking Bay Five and Blackfire Outposts on the planet Batu. Uh, about fifty yards away from me is a Corellian YT thirteen hundred freighter that folks here are calling the Millennium Falcon. Apparently, it's a famous ship. I don't know much about it. It looks like a piece of junk to me. Uh, yeah, I, but, heard, I heard it was uh, a hunk of junk. We're having a blast. It's a hunk of junk. Uh, but it looks like uh, looks like it might be pretty fast. But yeah, we're having a good time here. Uh, hey, you know what? We have been all over the world, literally all over the world. Uh, and our schedules just haven't been lining up over the last few weeks. But uh, we wanted to get a special episode out because we miss all you guys. And totally. we want to let you know that we're still kicking. Yeah, I, I say I say still kicking, and you could think of us like we're going in between a seasons of some show, where we're in between the right. summer break. All of our PTOs as well as travel schedules for work have just overlapped, and we're hoping that by after this month we get back into a, a normal routine, and we'll start season three or season two. What, no, season two. I, I'm think I have season. I have Stranger Things on my mind, so season three. So <laughs> season two will start, I guess. Uh, starting up here in August, I think we'll we'll get rolling. We probably could have done a whole other after show about Stranger Things season three, which oh. I thought was amazing. I I, uh, I I thought so too. A lot of fun, yeah. But hey, so so before we get too further, because we, we do have some learning content on this that we wanted to talk about, uh, we do have a special message from Dana that he has sent to us. So Jake, why don't you cue that up in the sound droid and let's listen to that right now. <laughs> All right. Hey listeners, this is Dana and I've been excused from this episode of Learning Geeks podcast, not because I don't love Star Wars. I do. I'm not on it because I'm spending a few days with my wife climbing around ancient Pueblo ruins at Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado, standing on four states at the same time at Four Corners National Monument and otherwise getting immersed in Western U.S. culture. Don't worry, though, I'll be back on the next episode. And just so it feels like I'm on this one, I've recorded a few generic comments that Jake's going to splice in just so you get the feel that I'm still around. Until next time, I love our listeners and keep up the learning geekiness. There we go. Thanks, Dana. We miss you, too. I don't know what you said because you're sending this to us later. <laughs> exactly. The wonders of uh, audio editing. Yes, exactly. Uh, but anyway, like we've been saying, this is a special edition of Learning Geeks uh, live from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. If you haven't caught on already, that's exactly where I am. Uh, so technically, I'm in Disneyland, but I tell you, it sure doesn't feel like I'm in Disneyland. It really feels like I am on another planet in another galaxy, and it's just amazing. Well, that's so amazing. No, Hey, Bob, what would you rate, I mean, given that you've been to Disney a lot, right? And both Disneyland, Disney World, and you are a, a pass holder of Disneyland. What would you rate this experience in terms of like immersion level? Even not just even with Disney, but I even think of Universal with Harry Potter World, which I just thought was amazing. But 
in terms of immersion, what do you think this ranks up? It's interesting because I think it's like, it's a whole brand new ball game. It's a completely different type of experience. And I'll tell you why. And it's interesting because while we were waiting to come on the air here, I was just talking with a woman who was sharing my shipping crate with me. And uh, she said, you know, it's not quite as immersive as I thought. And I just said to her, you know, well, here's the thing. You've got to bring the immersion with you. You've got to participate in it to really have that experience. And just then somebody who in the real world is a Disney cast member walked by and I said, Hey, citizen, bright suns. Can you come over and talk to us for a second? And he came over. I said, Hey, tell us your story. Where, where do you come from? And he told us about the planet he comes from and his commute. And he asked how my commute was. And I said, yeah, I got held up at first order at the gate. Uh, and we played star Wars. And that's, what's so cool about this is if you come in expecting to be passively entertained and go on a ride and, uh, you know, have entertainment done to you, you'll have a good time. It's great. It's probably about the same level as the Harry Potter uh, experiences over at Universal. But if you decide you want to come and actually play Star Wars and pretend to be a character and interact with people in real life, you can do that. And it's absolutely amazing. So, I mean, is there anything that like we could learn? I, you're probably going to get in this because you have this probably an idea of you know why you're there and what we can bring into the learning profession, right? But what could we actually do then to simulate some of this immersion since we don't have, you know, Walt Disney budget? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think that we have, uh, we have tons and tons of content that we could explore uh, on what we can learn from Galaxy's Edge and what they've built here. But the one thing I wanted to talk about today is just kind of overall philosophy of experience design, which is something that is just amazing here. Uh, And in fact, I recorded a little uh, a little pre-show uh, that, that gives a demonstration of that. So maybe we could go ahead and play that. Uh, Jake, let's go ahead and turn it over to past Bob. All right, feature Bob and Jake, thank you so much. Uh, I am actually just outside of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I am still in Frontierland. And what I wanted to illustrate with this little demo here is uh, the importance of transitions for experience design. So where I'm standing right now, it's in a path, it's Frontierland, so it looks Wild West. I can see Big Thunder Mountain looming over my left. There's an old-fashioned Western stagecoach right ahead of me. And the pathway is turning into a trestle that goes underneath the train tracks. So I'm gonna start walking here And as I do, I want you to listen to the sounds as I'm walking and hear what you hear. Okay, so now I'm in a tunnel and the front half of the tunnel feels like Wild West. It's all timber and Uh, and burnt out wood and lanterns. I'm about 10 feet away from when it really starts transitioning into Star Wars. And then it becomes hewn rock with futuristic looking lanterns on the end of the tunnel. What I want you to do is listen to the music here. You can see how the music keeps getting louder and louder. And this is the theme music for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that was composed by uh, John Williams. This is the only place that you actually hear it in the whole land. 
is in the transition and you can see it's already fading out because now I am in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and I am on the planet of Batu, and I am just about to walk into uh, Black Spire Outpost proper. You can start to hear the bustle. You can start to hear the people buzzing, different sound effects. Those birds were real birds. They weren't animatronic birds. And now I'm in the middle of town square. So hopefully that gave you a little indication. There, a ship just flew overhead. There's two, two stormtroopers up there. Hey, troopers, we're watching you. See, I just got in trouble. So that's it for me. Wow, that's awesome. Man, I just, you know, the one thing I, you know, I listened to this before, but, you know, listening to it again, I just, I love the music part. And I think the music yeah. piece is is really a simple, can't be a simple thing. Now, again, the way that Disney does it, they they really have a lot of research and thought into where you're at. And when you walk away, it, it kind of fades away. But that just the simple notion of putting music into a walking into something, it creates a different feel and energy. Um, and it's, you know, again, a sense that you're in somewhere different. That could just be one little aspect. I think that, uh, I, I just think is a, a cool, simple little thing you could do. It really does. And I think that's something you can take away from the very beginning of a learning experience. Um, you know, it's kind of the old, cliche i don't know how true it is or if it's ever been proven but the whole idea that people decide if they like the program within the first minute or so or they like decide if they like you as the speaker within the first 30 seconds so those first moments are crucial and that's something that disney has done really well you know here they use that to tell the story and to make it feel like you're going from one world to another as learning professionals we can really take from that you know how can we use music and lighting and uh, just kind of the experience of walking into a room where you're doing a learning session, or if it's an online session, what is it like to log in? You know, what are the first things that people see? Because you can't take back that first impression and you can really set the tone for what the rest of the experience is going to be like from doing that. Exactly. I mean, so one of the things that um, a couple of weeks ago we were talking um, uh, specifically around conferences and and events that you know a lot of us go to and most of the time before you even get to an event a lot of it is all pre like things that happen before and you can really gain people's interest and really that sense of i want to be there type of feel and you could do that yeah. a lot with immersing people into like that experience already even pre i'll call pre-show right a pre-event something that you can pull people in and i think a lot around and especially like what Disney does at Galaxy's Edge, which is it's the the different characters. They've created this unique feel of what this planet is. It's a whole different environment. So if you if you translate that translate that into more of the learning event or learning online or whatever the case is, pulling people into something that has this unique brand, this unique feel, um, you know, textures, looks, sounds, whatever, right? You could pull people in that way. Yeah, and a sense of place too. Yeah. I think that's really important. And that's something that we um, that we tend to ignore when we think about learning experiences. You know, we just kind of pop people into an auditorium or a classroom or an online environment, and we don't think what is the what is the place that we're trying to create here? What do we want it to feel like? 
uh, I think that the best learning programs really take that seriously and create that uh, to help tell the story of what they're trying to teach. I agree. Yep. Well, listen, Jake, I think we're probably about the end of time because we wanted to make this a quick one. Uh, and I have a reservation at the cantina in a few minutes. I don't want to <laughs> miss that. Are you getting uh, blue milk? Otherwise, oh, good. Uh, you know, I, I may get the blue milk. Uh, I, I may get something else called a fuzzy tauntaun, which is really good. And actually, there are a couple of First Order Troopers who are coming up to me right now. They don't look happy with me being here. I don't think they like the fact that I'm broadcasting from here. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you, you better can hear jam me, their, but I think I'm in trouble. You better jam jam their yeah, uh, communications. They're, they're coming after me right now. I think they're going to escort me off world. Okay. Yeah, right. you hear that? Okay, Jake, I got to go. All uh, right. All right. Well, stay safe. Thanks to all our listeners. We'll talk to you soon. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys later. Hopefully, we'll be back and um, in a couple weeks. We'll be more in a regular cadence. But from everybody, including Bob, Dana, myself, um, keep on learning, and we'll talk to you later. And if I'm not there, send help. Okay. See ya. So, Bob, uh, when is my lightsaber coming in the mail? 